Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good morning, church. Yeah. If I show of hands, how many of you are blessed people in here? Come on. Man, I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving is just a beautiful time to remember how blessed we are as a people of God. Come on, amen? And uh, Aaron started off this month with just saying, hey, we're not just going to talk about this one week, but we are going to be a grateful people. Come on. And man, it's been an awesome month of seeing blessings and thankfulness on your guys' Facebook pages and just hearing the testimonies that we have so much to be thankful for. Uh, The following week, he talked about being a people of compassion that there is a broken world in the, with, with many needs and that we are called to be a compassionate people with the eyes and the ears of Jesus to minister with a heart of compassion. Come on. Last week, um, I wasn't here, but I got on the, and watched our live stream and, and listened to Aaron's message, and he talked about being a serving people, that Jesus didn't come to be served but to serve and how it opens up the doors to minister into those lives that we see the need of Jesus in. Come on. And so just thankful that that is who we are. And today I get to kind of wrap this up, but also springboard us into our new series that's going to start next week that we're excited about. But today I'm going to talk about being a people full of faith. Say full of faith. Like you mean it. Full of faith. Full of faith. I want to start this morning by sharing where this kind of came from, I asked Aaron, I said, Aaron, can I just preach, preach a message based on kind of faith? And he said, yeah, man, do it. And so um, this morning, I want to start with telling you a story about my son Titus, okay? If you've ever met Titus, the kid is crazy, okay? He is six years old. He is a bundle of energy, okay? If you've ever spent any time with him, oh my goodness, the kid literally is like, never stops. He wears out our puppies. He wears out our dogs. He wears out the babysitter. He wears out his brothers, his siblings, his parents. But I'll tell you what, the kid is full of faith. And he has this intellect and this ability to ask questions that always mess me up. And so the, a couple of weeks ago, he brings his Bible to me and says, Dad, will you read me a story about Jesus? I said, absolutely, dude. So I open up his Bible and we open up, and, and I said, Titus, you want to hear the story about how Jesus walked on water? He's like, yes. So I, you, we all know the story, right? The disciples are in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus stays behind on the shore to finish up some ministry. He says, I'll catch up with you. And he said, they're in the boat rowing, and the wind and the waves are keeping them from going anywhere. And all of a sudden, they see a ghost, they're fearful. And Jesus says, it is I, Jesus, do not be afraid. Okay, we know the story, right? Peter sees Jesus and says, Jesus, I want to walk on water. At this moment, Titus stops me in the story and says, Dad, I want to walk on water. I was like, heck yeah, you do. And so I begin and I keep telling him the story of Peter walking on the water and he steps out. I said, well, water and Titus is like, he didn't sink. I said, well, let's read the story. So we, he's walking on water, and I said, but then he began to sink. And he reaches up, and he grabs Jesus' hand, and Jesus says, why do you doubt? So Titus goes, Dad, what does doubt mean? 
And I said, but it means he didn't have faith. <laughs> Dad, what does faith mean? And I said, well, the Bible tells us is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And he's like, I have no idea what that means either. So I simplified it and I said, Titus, it means trusting and believing in the Lord. And then he, you want to know what he said? He said, Dad, why did Peter not have faith? And I said, it's a good question, Titus. <laughs> so we wrapped up and he's in amazement and he said, Dad, will you read me another one? <laughs> sure. Open it up. And I began to tell him about how Jesus heals the blind man. And this is Titus's reaction. Wait. I'm like, what? And he's like, the guy couldn't see and then he could see. And I was like, yes, Titus. And he said, it's a miracle. You know what I said? It is a miracle, Titus. He diagnosed I was legally blind. I said, did you know your dad was going blind? I said, I would literally diagnosed I was legally blind for three years and I said I was told that I was going to be blind and deteriorating at a rapid rate and they couldn't stop it I said and somebody in the church was full of faith and they they prayed for me just like it happened in the Bible and I said Titus the first time in my life I had a healing and every time I put these glasses on it's a reminder of God's faithfulness how he loves me you want to know what Titus said dad you're a miracle you want to know what I said? Yes, I am. And I said, Titus, you're a miracle. And I began to tell him, I said, do you know that God knew you before he even put you in your mama's womb? He's like, he did? I said, yeah, he loves you. And he breathed life into you so that you could touch a heart of, the heart of God like nobody else did. I said, Titus, that's who you are. That's why you were made. And he's just in amazement. And I was like, all right, bud, time for bed. And he's like, another one. At this point, I realized he's just stalling, okay? <laughs> so I decide to tell him one more story, and the kid is a fisherman. And I tell him the story of the shore, and he says, why don't you try throwing your net on the catch of the single thing? And all of a sudden, Jesus is walking on the shore, and he says, why don't you try throwing your net on the other side of the boat? And you could imagine the disciples like, we've been fishing all day. What the heck's wrong with you? And anyway, I tell them the story. I said, he throws the net in. They fished all day, didn't catch a thing. And all of a sudden, they had so many fish, they couldn't even get it in the boat. And Titus says, I want a net. <laughs> and then he says, and I want to fish with Jesus. Then I tell him about how Jesus didn't tell us to fish for fish, but he's going to make us fisher of men, that we carry the hope of Jesus, the life of Jesus in us, and that we are called to fish for men. And that means telling them about the love of Jesus in our own lives. Come on. As I tucked Titus in and I put him to bed and I went to my own bed, I was laying there and I was literally grinning from ear to ear and just thinking about how Titus reacted to every story. The next morning I woke up in my morning devotional. No joke was this. Mark 10, 13 through 16. It says, they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said, For to such come to me, do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. I literally couldn't get any further in my devotion because I was just thinking this, and I wrote this question down. 
What does it mean to receive the kingdom of God like a child? And then all of a sudden, I started writing attributes of children. You want to know the six that I came up with that just stuck to me in this moment? Is children are, in, are innocent. They have an innocence about them. They haven't been corrupted by the world, and they don't really know. They are slowly taught the things that they know. That children are extremely trusting. My kids will literally, to this day, Titus will run off the roof of our house and be like, Dad, catch me, and you have to be ready. You know what I'm saying? I know that kids are extremely creative, and they are made in the likeness of God, and you give them a crayon and just watch them go to work. It's not anything that we really usually comprehend, but God's made full of fun, right? That children are joyful, and they are so full of fun, and they are extremely full of faith. Mark 10 teaches us that it, it's in having childlike faith that we will receive the kingdom of God. Childlike faith is what fills us with an unshakable hope that we will one day dwell in heaven with our Father for all of eternity. Come on. As Christians, we place our hope and our faith in the truth that Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. That if we place our trust in him, we will have resurrection life with him. We have childlike faith. It truly, it allows us to enter into the presence of God. Come on. I went back to the conversation with Titus and Jesus walking on water and Jesus healing the blind and a net full of fish. And every time I just saw Titus's face, his jaw was literally like, you mean Jesus healed him? He couldn't see, and now he can see? Amazement. You want to know what it really questioned me, made me question, is what happened to my childlike faith? Hebrews 11 says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. But verse 6 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to, it's impossible to please God without faith. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That's who we are, church. What brings our Father pleasure is undulterated, unveiled, and glorious relationship with his children. And so much so that he stepped off his throne and humbly took the place of a servant. Through obedience, he earned the place of the cross. He bought us with a high price, and we are his possession. Come on. That is the gospel. It's impossible to please him without this faith. The last couple of weeks, since I feel like God gave me the word faith, I put a lot of thought to this. And as I was sitting there last night, had just an awesome day, just felt like the Lord was just speaking to me and just real cool. And I, I closed, this is what it says, start reading the Apple News headlines, right? This is what it says. World on alert as UK reports, reports Omicron COVID variant. Cops at the gates and tantrums are in the sky. COVID variant affecting the stock market. New variant will spread all over the world. My childlike faith is being eaten away. And I realized 
My childlike faith is being eaten away by depression and discouragement and anxiety and fear. Is my God is supreme rule those things to speak into my life and I act like they're truths. But the truth is, is my God is supreme rule over all things. My God says he's the alpha and the omega. Everything was made for him and through him. I'm telling you, my God says that he reconciled me to his heart, that I can have relationship with him right now. He filled me with the Holy Spirit so that I can truly know him. That's who we serve. That is what faith leads us to. So I said, Lord, trade my doubt and my fear and all of these deceptions for your truth. I want a childlike faith like my son once again. Penny Rayburn was, uh, if you've never been on a Thursday morning at 8.30, we have a time of worship and prayer of the house. It's just such an incredible time. If you guys don't know about the house, Monday through Thursdays, it's a time to come and be with the Lord, pray, petition the hearts, ask him, because he hears us. Come on, amen? And 8.30 to 9.30 on Thursdays, we all get together. It's just an incredible time. And Penny Rayburn one morning said this, right after I felt like the Lord gave me this word, and this is what she said, and it literally rocked me. She said, my whole life I've been told that my perspective is my reality. So Lord, today I ask you, change my perspective. I want a reality of kingdom. I want a reality of your spirit. I want a reality of power. I want a reality of miracles. I want to walk on water. I want to heal blind. I want to make fishers of men. Lynette follows the, follows the prayer up and she says, the things of the Holy Spirit confuses and disrupts the schemes of the enemy. I'm going to read it again. The things of the Holy Spirit confuses and disrupts the scheme of the enemy. The fruit of the Spirit and the Spirit in us that conquered the grave will disrupt every plan of the enemy just like he thought he was crucifying and putting to death the Son of God. He literally walked into the plan of God all along and he reconciled us back to his heart. Come on. The Holy Spirit disrupts the plans of the enemy. So I want to read, I want to tell you one more story this morning. As I went to Colorado this week, I went to my brother's, my brother's church. He's a, about six months ago, he was asked to be the executive pastor of a, of a church in Greeley, Colorado called um, City Lights, and it is awesome. I'm telling you right now, it was so encouraging to go there because I literally saw the DNA of Jesus in them, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm at home, like Reliance Community Church. It was incredible, and I spent all day Saturday with my brother, and I left his house at 9.30, and about five minutes after I left, I get this phone call, and Adam says, hey, one of our musicians was in a make it air in the morning. Can you play guitar? And I was like, heck yeah. Like, I'd love to serve. And so I go in the morning, and I was just amazed, man. The, the Spirit of God was moving. At one point, a 90-year-old man got up and began to speak prophetically over the congregation, and they're like, yeah, he doesn't do that very often, but wow. He literally began to tell them, hey, do you understand who we are as the bride? That Christ has literally said that we are vessels, manifestations of Christ. We are called to be the character of Christ. And I'm like, man, this is a good word. I feel like we we're preaching that at our church. <laughs> because when you're unified in the word of God, it, Jesus is going to overflow. 
And so my, my sister-in-law brings the word, and I'm telling you, oh my gosh, it was so powerful. I'm stirred. My faith is stirred. And as I'm, I, I go up on the stage at the end of service, and I begin to put away my nephew's guitar, and this guy, this guy comes up to me and says, hey, um, I feel like God gave me a word for you. Do you mind if I share it? And I'm excited. I, I love when people operate in their gifts. Come on, amen. And he feels like he has a prophetic word for me. I'm like, yes, please share. And this is what he says to me. God wants you to dream big. Don't settle. Instantly, my mind came to Reliance Community Church. I've been here 15 years. I love to see um, just what God's done. But he kind of takes it a little more personal. And he says, I'm not just talking about your ministry. Okay, I don't even know if this guy knows what I do. Okay. He says, I mean for yourself. The Lord has made you a dreamer. He's made you a man full of faith. He wants you to operate in the giftings he has given you personally, professionally, and spiritually. Dream for your family. Dream for your profession. Dream with the kingdom at mind. As I sat there, I was like, thank you. I gave him a huge hug, and I just, because sometimes we just need a word, right? And this, this man, obedient, speaks a, a word into my life that just, Fills me full of faith again. And I began to think about it for the next few days. Church, do you know this is a dream? I remember being a small, tiny little 30 people meeting in a school. I dreamt about this. I dreamt about a congregation full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit operating in their gifting so that the name of Jesus could be advanced and go forth because of bold voices of people of reconciliation and ambassadors for the kingdom of God. First service, I was watching Jordan sing with like this beautiful angelic voice. And I remember the conversation she said to me at 14 years old, I will never sing in front of somebody. I'm like, hey, that's too bad because you're singing Sunday. That girl's a songbird and has an anointing over her life. And she writes songs that blesses my heart, suing the heart of Jesus. She represents a generation that's fervently pursuing the heart of Jesus. And it never gets old. I dreamt for that. I prayed. I was like, I was distracted. Jacob Hall's going away on the drums this morning. I was like, I was distracted at times. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. And, and, and here's the thing. Those two blessed me all the time because it was a reminder that I, I dreamt for a time that I had big dreams. I was excited, and I prayed for somebody to take my job from me, that they would raise up with a heart and a love for students and Jesus, and that that's would be their loves. And, man, come on a Wednesday, I dare you. You have students on their faces before the Lord asking for more of him, wanting kingdom identities, understanding that. You are a dream of, of, of staff that had no idea what we were doing. And it has nothing to do with our efforts. It all has to do with the anointing of the Spirit of God and watching him move in our church. And so what I want to do, guys, is I want to pass a mic around. Because so many times we allow fear and death and the world and 
and the deception of Satan and discouragement and depression. God's called us into even the body of Christ. And sometimes we forget that God's called us to get out of the boat, to walk on water. He's called us to heal the blind and to fishers of men, that we carry the hope of God. We forget that he's made us fishers of men, that we carry the hope of Jesus. And so when we share the testament and the goodness and the love of God in our own lives, it's faith building. It's faith building. And so I'm going to grab this microphone. I'm going to ask you guys to be bold. Kenan, if you wouldn't mind, would you turn up the lights a little bit, bud? And I'm just going to ask you, if you have just a, a short testimony, it doesn't have to be long, short testimony of faith, of what God's doing in your life, this season of life, maybe what you're thankful for, maybe a word of the church. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you, would you be willing to share? Because I believe it stirs and it builds our faith. So I'm going to ask somebody to be bold in here and share a testimony of faith. Well, I don't know about it being short, but (laughs) (laughs) um, man, this last year has been like super, super tough. 2020, 2021, it's just been crazy. Um, But in order to keep it short, I'm just going to say losing our jobs is the best thing that ever happened to us. And it was hard. It was very, very difficult. We started a business together turned into three businesses and still growing. <laughs> and I just, I'm so thankful for God for doing that for us. It, we kind of fought him at first, not understanding where our next meal was going to come from, where, where the money for our next bill was going to come from. We just, we had no idea. But it taught us to rely on him. And... The more and more that you do that, the more you trust him with little things, with big, with big things, with everything. Like, just take it all to him in prayer, and he will provide for you. And to this day, we still have no idea <laughs> when, what bills are going to get paid, but they always get paid. They always get paid. Come on, who else? Stories of faith. Hi guys, I'm Liz. Um, I came here like a year ago, and um, God is awesome. <laughs> I served where I was before 17 years. We had a vision, okay, <laughs> of um, what we could do with kids, what our anointing was. How do I even know what it is? How do I know how to operate in it? What do I do? Um, where I came from, we talked about faith a lot and what you preached on. And um, we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then the Lord was like, it's time to move. And I was like, wait, what? But listen, we're supposed to do it here. And he was like, I said, it's time to move. And I was like, um, okay. And, you know, like not to get into the nitty gritty, but, you know, I've got an unbelieving guy, you know, and it's hard. And being a mama and, and everything, and, and it's like I have seen so much movement in my life since I obeyed, you know. And it's like having faith like a child 
I wonder if mom's going to feed me today. They do blind and trusting. You know, like a kid doesn't go, I wonder if mom's going to feed me today. They just know food will eventually show Mm -hmm. up. And I think I got, and then we got here and I was like, what, 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 what? Like all the way down, we wanted it. They were like, nah, not today. And they were like, what? And like the number of kids we prayed for every, and like here, he already did it. Because he's faithful. Come on. And like, anyway, that's it. It was amazing. So good. Come on, I know we're going long, but we always do, so why not, right? Come on, yes. Okay, so first of all, if you're feeling the burning in your heart, you should probably just do it, because you'll <laughs> keep that burning in your heart till you do it. Anyway, it's really short. Um, but I struggled with PTSD, um, lots of moments like that, and the short of it is I no longer struggle at all with PTSD. It's life changer, so thank you, God, for that. Come on, yes. Uh, you guys before. Hi, my name is Paul. I've kind of, I've said this before, uh, you guys before, but, uh, I just want to tell you that I was healed. I couldn't walk. The doctor said I would never walk again. I was injured in an accident in 2006. I didn't walk. I was on crutches, only able to get up an hour a day for uh, 13 years and 12 days, which is 4,760 days if you're counting. And uh, one day the Lord just healed me. He took away the pain. He took away my need for any kind of medicine. I I quit everything cold turkey. And uh, every time I get up and walk in the morning, it's a blessing to me. So good. So good. Come on, we need one more. Yes. Hi, my name is Terry. Um, My family and I, we were missionaries in India and in England and Northern Ireland. We come back to Wichita about six years ago. Lord said to come back to Wichita. And I worked in a school cafeteria for the first year. And when that job came to an end, I, I began to have a heart for the kids. So I put together a plan uh, for music and a plan of worship, build a canopy of worship over Wichita. And I put together a plan, a business plan and everything. And then it, and uh, I was also cooking in a dormitory. And there was a young girl there who was singing on the piano. And when I put together this plan, I, I, I gave it to her. And then the Lord just stopped the plan. But she contacted me about a year ago, and she says, I still got that, and that's my vision now. Come on, yes. And so uh, yesterday we went out. She's doing worship on the streets. We, we did it under the underpass over down in St. Francis, yes. and, and, and there were homeless people. And, and she's doing worship on the streets, and she has a, that's her ministry. And she says, if it wasn't for your plan, I wouldn't be doing this. Wow. So good. So good. So, church, how many of you are stirred in faith? Come on. That's the testimony of the good news of God's love, his grace, his mercy. Man, the truth of God is incredible. And it will conquer all. It is the word of God. And he is faithful. Because he is faithful, it stirs us in faith. And it allows us to share the testimony. That guess what? Every single story in this room is a miracle. 
miracles are still happening and they're going to continue to happen and we're going to celebrate them and we're going to pray for them. Come on, amen? Because God is who he says he is. And so I want to do something and just read over you. Aaron had no idea that I was going to do this today and so when he had us prayed together, I know that sometimes that might be awkward, but the truth is, is he's asked us to be a praying people to petition his heart because it moves him. On, amen. God wants to move on our behalf. He wants to bless us. His word says it over and over again. This isn't a prosperity gospel, it is Jesus. His love for us. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up and just have your hands open like this. It's kind of this moment of receiving. Father, I just pray right now. I'm asking, God, for some of us, we've lost our childlike faith. We've allowed things to steal our joy, our fun. God, I ask right now that you would restore our childlike faith, and we want to receive your kingdom. So, Lord, I pray that you would take tap back on you in this place, and God, focus us back on you. I want a childlike faith. I want to dream big. I want to be creative. I want to have fun. I want to walk around with a life full of joy. I want the character of Jesus. Just keep your hands open. I'm going to read this over you. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we all Christ's love controls us. And since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, but now, how differently do we know him? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and the new has begun. All of this is a gift of God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciling, no longer counting people's sins against them. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, comforting for our sin, that we would be made right with God through Hope in the life of church, we are called to be the ambassadors of the kingdom. We carry the hope in the life of Jesus. And he is asked, lives in us and flows through us. Knowing that the same power that conquered the grave lives in us and flows through us. Come on. And so receive it this morning. That we are Christ's children. We've been bought with the price and the old life is, we throw it off and we put on the garment of Christ character of Christ. We are a thankful people. We are a compassionate people. We are a serving people. We are a people full of faith because we have a faithful God. And everyone said amen. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.